0: where the fury of the night races against the time of dawn. It needs those hours to prove itself. The mob, the grinning faces, the voice that whispers. But hurry. Time's at your heels when the night lasts only so long. That's the word on Broadway. My Beach. It's a system they worked out long ago. The darkness is reserved for those who break the law so that the police can write out their reports in the daytime. That's what I was doing, writing out reports, when Sergeant Tertaglia nudged his head through the doorway.
1: Good morning to you, my lieutenant. Hello, Tertaglia. What's in your mind? Oh, she's here again, Danny.
0: Uh, yeah, I had a feeling she'd be here. She'll never give up, will she? You
1: know, I got a theory about that, Danny. Sure, Oh, uh, Yeah, sure, Danny.
2: This way, miss. Are you going to help me, Mr. Clover? Are you? Don't send me away again.
0: The girl who crossed the room and placed her fingers on my desk was slender. Her face seemed about to go suddenly old. Her skin was pale, unveined, dead white.
2: I've come back to ask you again, Mr. Clover. Sit down, Rosa. No. A beggar who stands can keep some dignity. I like to think that anyhow. Maybe it's a lie. Rhoda. Did you say my name gently to show me you pity me? I don't want to be pitied.
1: No, look, Miss Lynn. Danny was only trying Rhoda, to... Rhoda, listen to me.
2: Listen. Yes. Yes, I'll listen. Say a kind word to me.
0: Rhoda, you've come to ask me to have your father's body exhumed. I know that. You know that. But we've already done that. Two months ago, four months after your father died, we exhumed his body. He wasn't poisoned, Rhoda. In spite of what you say, he wasn't poisoned.
2: Poisoned? That's how my father died and my father was murdered. That's a simple sentence. Understand it. The death certificate... My father was poisoned and I'm being poisoned and I'm going to die. And you'll sit there and say my dying meets all the requirements for dying because there'll be a death certificate. No. Nothing. Bye, Mr. Cope.
1: Danny, that girl needs attention of some sort or
0: another. Uh, talking to, by a doctor, by a parent, by somebody. Where does she live, Patagia?
1: In a combination of dentist office and living quarters on 147th Street, uh, 1612, with her mother and stepfather. Stepfather? Yeah, yeah, her mother got married again. Hey, this mother must like dentist. Mm. The husband who died was a dentist. Now husband number two, one Bernard Burke, turns up also to have a talent with the drill. Hey, you going up there, Danny?
0: Like I said, Rhoda Lynn needs talking to by somebody. The place where Rhoda lived was a soot-crusted five-story apartment building of yellow and park-marked brick. It stood on 147th Street, just around the corner from where Broadway tries to be suburban. And it had two things, an open court to grab onto whatever light and air that was left over, and the kids, the kids bouncing a ball against a brand new gilt-lettered sign that said... Bernard Burke, dentist, five flights up. Gas, no pain. As I rounded the turn on the fourth floor, I heard a door close above me and steps starting down. Then the steps became a voice that said it knew me. Danny, Danny Clover. I know you, Danny. You know me? I'm sorry, I... Ah, you don't know me. Here, I'll lean my face over in the light. A familiar face, huh, Danny? (laughs) Repulsive, but familiar, huh? Yeah, yeah, but I don't quite place... Elliot, Ben Elliot, the the private investigator, your your civilian competition. Uh, Remember the axe murder case where I was positively useless to you? (laughs) You remember that, don't you, Danny? Sure, sure. How are you, Ben? Happy as a (laughs) fagel. Glad to hear it. What are you doing here, Ben? Competing? Ah, uh, you, you deduce this just because I just came out of a dentist's office. Nah, nah, Danny. You, you got it all wrong. But the no-pain dentist has just made some alterations on a bridge I suffer in my mouth. Here, I take a rock. Stunning. I hope you and the bridge are very happy together. <laughs> <laughs> you kill me, Danny. Shut your wit, uh, you, Danny, what's with you? You also got sorrows in your teeth? In every one. So long, Pam. See you around.
1: Yeah, Danny. Take
2: care. I recommend it from the
3: heart. Yes? You had an appointment with Dr. Burke? You'll have to wait. I'll wait. You could amuse yourself with some Euro National Geographic or this brochure from a dental supply house with illustrations in color. Or you could talk to me. That
0: uh, last thing. Let's do that. You've made such a wise choice.
3: And now do you begin or shall I?
0: You're Rhoda's mother, aren't you, Mrs. Burke?
3: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) oh. Men are such babies about pain, aren't they? And my husband is such a gentle dentist.
0: You're Rhoda's mother?
3: Yes, I'm Rhoda's mother. And Dr. Burke's assistant and wife. And You? One of Rhoda's numerous and nameless boyfriends.
0: I'm Danny Clover of the police, Mrs. Burke. Rhoda was in to see me again.
3: To ask you to have her father's body torn out of its grave again? Then
0: you know about it. About her coming to me. Of but... course
3: I know. Her girl's best friend is her mother, isn't she, Mr. Clover? Rhoda adores me. She tells me everything. But not in a whisper. In a scream.
0: Like what? What does she tell you, Mrs. Burke?
3: That I murdered my first husband, her father. That I'll murder her. That I... Oh, she's such a sick little girl. So oh, sick. We try to help her, but we can't. She won't let us. The sickness that drained all the sweetness out of her. Sick. She's not like
0: a mother's child at all. She's always so pale, Mrs. Burke. Have you had her to a doctor?
3: Rhoda? Do you think she would let me take her anywhere, do things for her, tell her what she should do when she thinks that terrible, ugly thing about me? Answer me, Mr. Clover.
0: I just ran into a man, Ben Elliott, a private investigator. What was he doing here, Mrs. Burke?
2: Oh. Oh. You'll ah. just go on home, Mr. Raymond.
0: Oh, with a nice pack on it. And here's some sample aspirin. Oh. Take two every two hours. And a hot and cold applications during the night. Ah,
1: you will feel like a new man. Oh,
0: oh. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, what have we here, Mildred? A new patient? Uh, you're next, sir.
3: Uh, not a patient, but a policeman. Danny Clover. He's concerned about Rhoda. Do you think we can help him?
0: Well, I'm glad you're here, Mr. Clover. Will you step into my office, please? Bernard. Please, Mildred. We should have handled it this way in the first place. Uh, Will you go in, Mr. Clover?
3: Bernard, I advise you to let it alone. Mildred,
0: will you take care of those x-ray negatives? During office hours, you are my assistant. Thank you, Mildred.
3: Uh, After you, Mr. Clover.
1: Uh, Sit in the dentist chair, Mr. Clover. Very
0: comfortable. (laughs) It's almost paid for it, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll adjust it yeah, isn't that nice? Never had it better. Now, Dr. Burke, what is it that you should have handled this way? Oh, I only ask because I'm curious.
1: Oh, yes, of course.
0: The theft of the gold. The gold I use to fill my client's teeth. Most durable. 14 carat. Very expensive. Shines when brushed. It does that? move oh, beautifully. I'm reporting it to you because you're a policeman.
1: And the only proper
0: authority to handle it. Mildred tried to convince me otherwise, she did, too. Oh? Yes. Yeah, she looked in the classified and found the name of a private investigator, Ben Elliott. And had him up here and told him all. I tried to tell her we should report it to the police, but she wouldn't have it. And that's why I'm glad you're here. Because now both Mildred and I have had our way. Yeah, I'm glad. I'll turn it over to the burglary detail, Dr. Burke. I'd appreciate it, Mr. Clover. That's nothing. Now talk to me about Rhoda, Dr. Burke. Oh... I can't tell you much about her. She never confides in me. I'm her stepfather, you know. Sometimes it's very painful. Who does she confide in? Well, there's a boy, Frank Norman. Rhoda was always with her. Matter of fact, I had to go and bring her home one night because they were both too, too drunk, Mr. Crawford. Maneuver by themselves. Hmm. Where was that? Well, it's a bar somewhere on 52nd Street. Well, that street is home for that boy. Uh, you'll find my goal, Mr. Crawford. Very important in my business. Yeah, yeah, it's a promise, Dr. Burke. The bar is a 52nd Street wink at you. It's a special kind of wink, mechanized in chrome, and the tubular neon offers a variety of colors. The decor is sleek, the prices pegged to suit your individual needs, and the invitations are but irresistible. So I bar hopped, looking for a kindred spirit named Frank Norman. It took quite a while. Then near 10th Avenue, there was a place where the decor had crumbled just a bit. Where a jukebox sold background music to emotions, also crumbling. And a bartender waved me to the back of the room, toward a boy sitting there, considering what dreams are to be found in the bottom of a shot glass. I touched his shoulder. Hi. Hi, hi. And I don't know you. I'm Danny Clover. Mind if sit down? goes like this, Danny, as a type, I was unloved and unwatered. I was left to consider the forever moon, and the howling wind, and garbage. Mm-hmm. That's it,
2: Danny, precisely, and with poetic embellishments. My life for a drink. Fire, Danny. Go ahead, fire. Yeah.
0: Waiter. Yours, Frank. And I have another version also for the price of a gin and a brandy version and it fills me to think about. But I'll sell it, too. That one, it includes Rhoda Lynn, huh? Who are you? What do you want? I said it once. Danny Clover. Police. You didn't say the last part. All you said was Danny Clover. And all you did was buy me a drink. Police. I'm pure, Danny Clover, police, law-abiding, upright, unsullied by temptation, Um. What about Rona? What about Rona? Is this, she's dying. She sent me away because she's dying. Sent me back to the garbage, she's dying. Dying? How do you know? Death sits on her shoulder and whispers to her, can't you tell? I can tell. I loved Rhoda when she wasn't dying.
2: That's how I can tell.
0: What about her mother? Does she know her mother? Mildred Burke. Yeah. What about her? She married a man three months after her husband died. That's a complete biography of Mildred Burke. That explains her. It explains everything about her. Oh, well, that's her privilege. <laughs> there was even a brother of yours. You are a detective, aren't you, Danny Clawless? Another detective? Ben Elliott, maybe? Ben Elliott. He was detecting for her even when her first husband was alive.
1: You look surprised.
0: Don't look surprised. Go up to the bartender, give him money, tell him it's for me. Tell
1: him my wish is his command.
0: I stood there for a moment longer. Watched him. Watched until his voice blurred and his eyes sought something far away. Then I left. I looked up Ben Elliott in the Classified, hailed a cab, and went there. Up a flight of stairs and walked back. The sign on the door said, Come in. So I came in. The sound Rhoda made in his throat was like somebody far away yelling horribly. She stood beside the desk, swaying a little, her face ashen. Even where her fingertips clotted her skin, there was no color. I caught her before she toppled I over.
2: I didn't do
0: it. What didn't you do?
2: I swear I didn't. I wasn't in the room. I didn't kill him.
0: Then I saw him. He was on the other side of the desk, crumpled in a dark space, dead from a bullet hole in his throat. Ben Elliott, Dead. And his hand squeezed around a clump of gold, frozen around it. The hand of the gold trapped in a thin shaft of light. And the girl stirred in my arms, and the scream that was imprisoned there tore itself from her throat. You are listening to Broadway's My Beat. Written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin. And starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. There are many things about Broadway. It has its own private set of values, for instance. It measures the essence of a man's life in terms of light and darkness. Big man, so many massive bulbs, so many yards of neon to scream his name into the streaming night. Little man, his apportioned share of darkness. Like a spectacular with burnt-out bulbs whispering into nothing. Ben Elliott was a little man. His only claim to distinction that he died holding a fistful of dentist's gold. But there was another thing. His murder was attended by a girl, pale and shrieking as death itself. I had to know a lot of things about her. Dr. Sinsky filled in a few. A very sick girl, Danny. So sick I can't tell you. Try, Doctor. Try to tell me, anyway. She's dying, Danny, of a rare type of pernicious anemia. So rare I had to call my old professor at Columbia to find out what it was. He called me a numbskull, then the Latin word for schlemiel, and then he told me. What type is it? (laughs) You wouldn't understand. You're a fine type fella, Danny, but excuse the expression, you're also a layman. Some diseases are so mysterious, a doctor likes to keep them to himself. Oh, word, them well, in mean good health. What about the poison? Did you find any evidence that she's been poisoned? None whatsoever. Only the toxic condition that the anemia itself sets up. Can I be so bold as to offer you some advice, Danny? I've got my own doctor. No, 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 this isn't medical, Danny. It's, it's the milk of human kindness. If you've got nothing on this girl, this Rhoda Lynn, then let her go. Let her die in peace and dignity. Because she's dying, Danny, take my word for it. Get Rhoda Lynn out here, Danny. Want to talk to us tomorrow? Yeah, bring her in, Muggervin. Come on in, Rhoda. Sit down, Rhoda. Would you like a drink of water or anything else? I
2: just want to sleep. I just want to lie down somewhere and go to sleep. Can I go home, Mr. Clover, to my father's room? I've slept there ever since
0: he died. Rhoda, why were you in Ben Elliott's office?
2: I told you. How many times do I have to tell you? I went there because I thought he knew something about my father's murder. I wanted him to help me.
0: You still believe your father was murdered? Yes. Yes. Oh,
2: leave me alone. Leave me alone.
0: Please, Miss Lynn. Please, here. Here, take this. That's a good girl. Mr. Clover is only trying to find out the
2: truth. I've told him so many times. He won't believe me.
0: Try me again, Rhoda. When did you first think your father was being poisoned?
2: Right after Dr. Burke, Mildred's husband. My stepfather became my father's partner. That's when she began to kill him. I hate her, I hate her. Miss Lynn, easy, easy, Miss Lynn.
0: And you went to Ben Elliot because you thought he knew your father had been poisoned or could help you find out. Yes,
2: I've told then you. Then you killed
0: him because he laughed at you, because he'd have no part of what you were thinking.
2: No, I didn't kill him. I, I didn't.
0: <laughs> Where's the gun, Rhoda? Where's the gun you killed Ben Elliot with? Danny. What do you want, Smuggledon? About the gun. The boys went over every nook and cranny and hole in Elliot's office. No gun. We looked outside in the street, in the alley, No gun. We even toyed with innocent bystanders. No gun. We checked where they sell guns. None were sold to Rhoda. No gun. Dr. Sinske.
1: Yes, Mr. Clover?
0: See that Rhoda gets home. Take care of her. Here is something to give her the sleep she wants. Thanks, Danny. Come along, Miss Lynn. You're in for a nice, good rest. You'll enjoy it. You look like a fatuous puppy, Muggervin. Stop it before you lick my hand. Hard-hearted Danny of the police. What did you find on Elliot? He liked gold. Gold meaning money. In any shape, size, or form. As a matter of fact, he deposited same in banks. Three thousand here, two thousand there, one thousand here and there. Ah, What do you know? The penniless Ben Elliot. (laughs) Wish me luck, Muggervin. For what? I got pain, so I'm calling on a painless dentist. (laughs) Let me compliment you, Mr. Clover. Where did you find the gold? In a dead man's hand, Dr. Burke. Uh, what are you saying? Pay attention, Doctor, and you'll get the message. I said in a dead man's hand. Well, what man? What what man are you talking about? Ben Elliott. Who? You're doing it again, Doctor. Ben Elliott, a dead man who tried to take it with him, a couple hundred bucks worth of gold. Of course, I know you're lying. You're trying to make up this petty theft something mysterious. I suppose your detective must do that to justify... I don't it. understand you, Doctor. You didn't react when I said Ben Elliott. I reacted? You just weren't perceptive enough to catch my raising of the eyebrows slightly. I raised an eyebrow, Mr. If she were my wife... You're know, cluttering the trend of the conversation... What? Your wife. Mildred? What's the I've got to do with Ben Elliott? I don't know. Ask her, Doctor. Ask her how buddy she's been with Elliott and for how long. Rumor says it's been for a long time. Getting this message, doctor? Yes. You'll have to excuse me. Before you, doctor. Before you even knew Mildred Ben Elliott was around. I've heard that, doctor. You'll yes, have to excuse me. This some x-ray negatives I got to. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk in just a few minutes. All right. So please, in the waiting room. I'll meet you there. All right.
2: Mr. Clover. Quickly, Mr. Clover.
0: Brother. What's the matter?
2: Please, I've got to talk to you. Sure. Mr. Clover, you, you know, don't you? You know what I've been saying is true. What the doctor said.
0: Just that you're sick.
2: That I'm dying. But
0: you need some rest, Robert. i
2: poisoned. And I'll die the way my father died. In agony. In drink to kill the pain. That way, Mr. Clover. Come on. You killed Take
0: me. it easy, Rover. I think you'd better get out of here. All
2: right. All right, I will. Mother killed him.
3: You'll see.
0: Tell me what happened, Mrs. Burke.
3: Well, I... I, I don't know. I don't know what happened.
0: Did you kill your husband?
3: Are you mad like my daughter is mad? Look at him. Dead. My husband's dead. His weakness is death. The gun in his hand says that.
0: Yeah. could have been suicide already. Powder burns. Attitude of his body. Just this. How did you happen to get here before I did?
3: Because you were further away. You were down the hall. I was in the next room.
0: Yeah. What would Dr. Burke want to kill himself for?
3: Who knows the inner turnings of a man's mind, Mr. Clover?
0: Maybe his wife.
3: I did. He was a weak man. I've said that. Yes,
0: you did. Which means you've told me exactly nothing. You'll have to tell me a lot more, Mrs. Burke.
3: Ask me something. I will.
0: First, we gotta make this death official, Mrs. Burke. There'll be photographers and print men and a coroner cluttering up your house. But you won't mind that. A woman like you doesn't mind anything, does she, Mrs. Burke? I was right. Mrs. Burke didn't mind. The need of fish and trampling over a little dentist's life and death, she didn't mind. The questions, like steel prongs that raked over her brain and her sorrows and her dreams, she didn't mind. The fact that her answers added up to nothing, she minded least of all. At headquarters, I slept until the reports and analyses and photographs had been catalogued and filed and stacked and restacked and mulled over. I slept until Sergeant Gino Tataglia had watered them down.
1: Well, you may awake now, Danny. I have digested everything and watered it down to simple terms even a child could understand. Oh,
0: did a call come while I slept, Tataglia?
1: No, Danny, no calls. You expecting one? From Rhoda Lynn, I made
0: a promise to call me. What have you got?
1: A big pile of nothing, Danny. The technicians and technical say it is extremely possible that our dentists did indeed and to wit commit suicide. More, oh, they were very smug about it, Danny. What else? Uh, that question you asked me, the question of Dr. Sinsky. Uh-huh. He answers it in the affirmative. He says the X-ray thing is entirely possible. It happened here in New York two years ago. What happened here in New York two years ago, Danny? Danny Clover speaking.
2: This is Rhoda, Mr. Clover. I'm calling you just as you told me to do.
0: Are you in your father's room? Yes. You won't be going out again tonight?
2: No, I won't, Mr. Clover. I'm going right to sleep.
1: Hey, Danny! Danny! Danny, you can't leave me alone without
0: I know what happened in New York two years ago. Danny! Danny. Good enough you, Danny. Yeah, fine. You have much trouble getting the people in this apartment to go to the movies? Uh-uh. Well, some, but not much. Everybody likes free passes. Watch that room across the air shaft, Mugerman. That's Dr. Burke's office. Uh-huh. Uh, the dark room with the shade up? The yeah. I got a theory, kid. The only way I'll know I'm right is if we see another murder tonight.
1: Oh.
0: Huh? Like this. Go on the premise that Dr. Lynn was murdered. Dr. Lynn, the first husband of Mrs. Burke, the father of Rhoda. Go on that theory, Muggervin. Okay, let's... Dr. Lynn, murdered because his wife wanted him out of the way so she could marry somebody else. Don't argue with women, Muggervin. And then there's Ben Elliot. Ben Elliott. Also dead. Yeah, dead, too. You know why? Uh, I'm not a lieutenant, Danny. The deposits Ben Elliott made, the big, big deposits, and regularly, for a small-time operator. Blackmail, huh? Ben was collecting. The theory says, yeah. The theory says he was bleeding Mildred Burke because he knew she killed her husband. Ben, Mildred Burke ran out of money. Uh, this Gnerka person, Danny, it happened to me. Mildred, too. She tried to pay Ben with gold, a couple hundred bucks where she lifted from her husband. Ben sneered at it. Mildred Keldon. A theory, huh? Yeah, quite a one. Only it's lousy. From me to you, I say it's lousy. What? The original premise. Dr. Lynn was not murdered, the books say. He died of anemia. Only I think the books are wrong. I think... Hey, Danny.
1: Danny, the light just went
0: on across the air shaft. Yeah, it's Mrs. Burke, huh? Yeah. Well, what's she doing, Danny? And an X-ray machine around. Is she X-raying the wall? That might them is a lesson on how to poison people without leaving a trace of how it was done. Duck She's walking through the window. pulling down the blinds. Let's go. Yeah, I still don't get it. X-rays do it go through eight feet of concrete. Rhoda's sleeping on the other side of that wall in the same room her father slept. Come on, hurry. It. Yeah, don't knock, just enter This one's locked. I said enter. Oh, so you did.
2: Well, Who is it? Who is it? I say. What is the meaning of this breaking? That
0: into? machine, Muggerman. It's the thing that's killing Rolla. Turn it off.
2: Yeah, only out in the half. Turn
0: it off. Okay. <laughs> like that?
2: Are you both crazy? What are you doing in here? Well, the
0: end of the theory, Muggerman. Dr. Burke was no suicide. Mildred killed him and made it look like one. You're mad. Killed him. Because he finally found out about Ben Elliott and his wife. Because he would eventually learn everything. What? Take her, Muggerman. Yeah.
2: what they already know that you murdered my father and my stepfather and Ben Elliot, and me. Tell them what. Hold Don't him. fight them, Mildred. That way they'll have to kill you quickly. Rhoda! Rhoda! Rhoda!
0: It's the main track through the jungle city, the wilderness of laughter and trumpets and the rasping sound of life inside the earth. And the other sound, the sigh, the furtive sigh, the echo of a teardrop that no one hears. It's Broadway, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway, my beat. Is My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia? The program was produced and directed by Elliot Lewis. The musical score was composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. The cast tonight
1: included Joyce McCluskey, Betty Lugerson, Jack Edwards, Howard McNear, Jack Crucian, and Lou Merrill.
0: radio and television service.